Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. I want to just take a few minutes this morning to talk about being uh, thankful, being grateful, being thankful. I wonder how, uh, I wonder if you were graded on the gratitudeometer of life. I wonder how, uh, how you would do. Like how many times a day does the word thank you come out of your mouth? Uh, uh, and more than that, because sometimes we can say thank you but not mean it, can't we? You know, someone just uh, does your MOT for you, charges you a £1,000, and you go, well, thank you very much. You're thinking, I'm, I'm not coming this garage again. <laughs> so you don't really even mean it. I'm talking about being, being genuinely thankful. And I believe that a real key to actually just having a happy life, in many ways, is to have a thankful life, to be grateful for things, and to realize that actually there's so much that we can be thankful for. And so I just want to take a few minutes before we uh, go and have, have some cake and have some coffee together, just to encourage us. Encourage you, encourage me as well, and encourage your family to live out a life of gratitude to God and to one another as well. Um, the scripture says it is, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. And it is. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. So here's my question. When should Christians and indeed anyone give thanks to the Lord? If it's a good thing to do, when should we do it? And here are just one or two answers to that question. During good times and bad times. We should be glad and grateful during good times and during bad times. No one in this room who has been a follower of Jesus would tell you that to become a follower of Jesus means you no more have any bad times. That's not true. We still have bad times. Followers of Jesus, Christians, believers, of course they have all the difficulties that everyone has. And, uh, and in a funny kind of way, what we found is that bad times can, of course, take people away from God. They get angry with God. Now, that might be obvious to you, but let me also tell you this, that I've also discovered in nearly 20 years of pastoring that also good times take people away from God as well. Oh, life's going well. I don't really need God now, you know. So both good times and bad times can have a detrimental effect upon our spiritual life. In the Bible, 
God says to the children of Israel as they're traveling around all the time, he says that when you are blessed, he says, this is what I warn you, don't forget me. That's what he says. Don't forget me when you are blessed. And so we're, we're quite used to the idea of people going through a difficult time. They lose their husband. They have cancer or they have a terrible difficulty in their life. We're used to the idea of them saying, oh, well, where is God? But actually, even things going well can have a detrimental effect upon someone's spirit. The Bible says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. At all times. On a few occasions in my life, I've um, been in sessions where people have had some conflict with their parents. Sometimes... uh, You get young people who are now older and their mum left them when they were young or their dad. This sort of thing. And then they become uh, um, connected to Christ and they read the Bible. And the Bible says, honour your mother and your father. And occasionally we've met people who said, I can't honour my father. Because he, he left me when I was two or I can't honor my mother because she did this or this or this. And the advice is always the same. No, you can find something about them to honor them for. It's not nothing that you can't honor them for. Now that's a, a, that's a standard bit of advice when people have that kind of conflict. But actually in all our life, in all our life, we can always find something to be thankful for. Even in the worst day you've ever had. And hopefully that's not today. But even in the worst day you've ever had. In the worst year you've ever had. You could say, do you know what? This may not have worked out. But I want to thank God for this. And I believe that. As we see here, First Thessalonians 5.18. This is a, a key component of the of the life of the church and the life of someone who is going after God. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. A lot of people are very keen to know what is God's will. I wonder what God's going to do with me in my life. Lord, what is your will? Well, if you've been praying that, here's the answer. It's not even from a prophet, it's from the Bible, even better. Give thanks in all circumstances. I will praise the Lord at, how many times? All times. His praise shall what? Continually. It's not a memory test, you just have to read it. It's not even in Spanish, guys, it's alright. I know it's a bit blurred if you're at the back, you know, but. I'll bless the Lord at all times. We should be thankful at all times. Oh, I've I've just been to the doctor and been diagnosed with this. My car just got smashed in this and I've, I've got this and I've got this. I don't know about my job. I promise you, in the name of Jesus, if you will adopt a thankful spirit, 
you'll come out of your tunnel a hundred miles an hour. If you want to stay in the tunnel and park up, it's not going to get any brighter. It's not. This is the word of God. This is the will of God. The will of God. To give thanks in all circumstances. Every single person in this room has got a reason to moan. Everyone. I could have a good moan. Everyone in this room could complain about something. Couldn't they? Yeah, you'll be complaining when you see these boxes next week. Thankfully, we live near the hospital. Everyone's got a reason. Everyone of us. I'm talking about in our mind now, could drive into a dark tunnel, park up and go, what's going on in my life? How come this? How come that? But this isn't what God's will is. God's will is for us to be thankful on all occasions. Psalm 69 verse 30, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. So number one, how and when should we be grateful? To have a, a grateful approach to life. To be thankful. When should we do this? At all times. Especially perhaps when things are going really well and really badly. Maybe especially in those extremes. Because when you give thanks in a good time, what you're doing is saying, this has not been as a result of me. Yes? This promotion is nothing to do with me. This good health is nothing to do with me. This set of good friends I have right now, it's nothing to do with me. I give thanks to God. It's God who's done this. It's God who's done this. And when I'm in a bad situation, ill health, losing my job, my wife's just left me. My, you know, whatever. The kids are going crazy. At that such a time as that, I say, you know what? I, I can't lose my song. If I lose my song, I'm going to lose my mind. If I lose my song, I'm going to lose my faith. If I lose my song and my gratitude, I'm going to lose my direction. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. At the end of this uh, time, in just a few minutes, we are going to explode in here with gratitude. And we're going to thank God for all sorts of things. We're going to think about, you know what? This may not have happened, but look, I'm doing all right. This may have gone wrong, and that may have gone wrong, but thank God, here I am. I often say to people, a good phrase for you to remember for the rest of your life, I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. Can we say it again? I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I used to be. God is good. And we need to adopt a grateful attitude. Everyone can moan. I've been in the ministry 20 years. I've heard plenty of people moan. And there's an amazing difference. I don't know whether you found this in life, but I'm sure you have. Some of the people who seem to be doing okay, are the gloomiest people in the world. Some of the people who are doing okay are the glass half empty 
In fact, they're not just glass half empty, glass half empty with a big hole in the bottom of the glass. And other people who go through the most difficult things, the most challenging things, how come they're the ones still singing? How come they're the ones just glad that, 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 that God is, is with them? What's the difference? Not what's going on in their life, but what's going on in their heart. That's the difference. And if you want altitude in life, you've got to have attitude. You want to go to a good altitude, you've got to go to a good attitude. Many times the problem isn't really the people we're working with. It's the heart on the inside that's the problem. Many times it's not the scenario in which we're in, but it's the lenses through which we see our life. Well, I wanted, I didn't want to be like this. I wanted this in my life. Well, that's not where you are. The Bible says this, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. It does. That's my paraphrase, but that's what it says. He who sits in heaven laughs. Psalm 2, and mocks their feeble plans. When we make plans, God has a real good chuckle about it. Really, is that what you think is going to happen? Look back over the last five years. Could you have predicted what's happened over the last five years? I couldn't have. I couldn't have. That means the next five years is going to be a bit mysterious, everybody. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what's coming. Jane's having a breakdown. but We don't know what's coming. Hallelujah. How thankful are you? Because you can choose to be. You can choose to be thankful. It'll change your life. Thankful to people. Thankful to God. Change your life. Okay. I said I wasn't going to be long. How should we uh, and when should we give thanks? During good and bad times. Secondly, before worship and prayer. The Bible says this. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Look at it. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I want to give you a top tip for worship. Sometimes people find worship quite difficult. Sometimes they do. I've not been a problem I've had all that much. But I appreciate some people do. There is one way to enter into the presence of God. And it's not with praise. It's with thanksgiving first. If you can say, Lord, thank you, you will enter into the presence of Almighty God. Just recently, we've been trying to change the email addresses here at the church so that Phil can start getting all the spam, I mean vital <laughs> emails, Vital documentation that I've been getting all these years. And we set up this email account at kingscambridge.org. And no one, alive or dead, can remember the password. No one. I'm going to be a bit naughty now, but we asked God and God said, I don't remember it either. <laughs> all right, maybe that's not true. But what I'm saying is no one knew this password. And you know, have you ever done that? You've done that, haven't you? Where you thought, I wonder what password I used for this. And if you're one of these people who uses a different password every time, you're a genius. Have you ever put in a password and think, do all these passport, password people talk to each other? Like now that I've signed up for Ikea.com, can they get into my bank now? 
But uh, where we are, working out the password. Working out the password, ladies and gentlemen. I give you the greatest leader that's ever lived. Mr. Philip Shaw was able to change the password. He has already achieved things that I could not do. Praise God. So he's going to get all the spam now. But without the password, you can't get in. How do you get into the presence of God? The password is thank you. You want a password to get into the presence of God? Thank you. That's it. It's not thank you, one, two, three, four. Or four, three, two, one. It's not thank you, 99. <laughs> thank you. You want to get into the presence of God? I tell you what won't work. I've got problems. That won't get you into the presence of God. Computer says, no. But you want to come into the presence of God? The password is thanks. Password is thank you. Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. And into his courts with praise. Don't be anxious about anything, writes Paul in Philippians 4. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The Bible acknowledges, look, the Bible acknowledges that we're going to have things that are going to make us anxious. Look, that's what it says. We're going to have things that will make us anxious. And we're going to have things that we're going to need to request of God. So, right, you see it there. We're going to have problems. Say, problems? Yeah, we're going to have problems. So we're supposed to pray about them. But you can't pray about your problems without thanksgiving as well. Because thanksgiving says, you know what, Lord, I've got this problem, but I want to thank you because I used to have that problem and that is now done and dusted. As you thank God for his goodness, as you thank God for what he's done, it will stir faith in you to believe he can now answer this prayer as well. I'm sure that's why we're supposed to do it. So how do we uh, give thanks to God and when? Before worship and prayer. If you're finding it hard to get into the presence of God, standing, you know, hands in pockets, chewing, when's this worship going to be over? I want to say, why don't you try thanking God? I tell you, it'll transform your whole experience. Not everyone has to do cartwheels down the aisle and jump up and down. But everyone's supposed to engage with God. And if your password of I've got problems isn't working, can I suggest another one to you, which is thank you, Lord. Lord, you have always been good to me. And you always will be. And I will praise you continually. Your thanks will be on my lips. I will bless the Lord at all times. I had a friend who, um, well, he was a leader. And he wrote a journal. And in the journal, now he was a very busy Christian leader. Much busier than than. than than I will have been. But each night he wrote a journal. But this is what he did. He must have had other diaries too because he was a busy guy. But he had a particular journal where all he did when he went to bed each night, he opened up the journal and he wrote down in the journal everything that he wanted to thank God for that had happened that day. What a beautiful idea. And he did it every day of his life. 
He's still alive. He's ministering now in London. I imagine he's still doing it. Can you just imagine that? Opening a book every day, writing down, Lord, I want to thank you for this, for this, and for this. Don't you get that if we could just do that, our faith and our approach to God will be completely different? We'll be a lot nicer to be with. Hello? We'll be a lot nicer to be with. That we'll be attractive. That life will be a whole lot more fun. That doesn't mean we're not going to cry. It doesn't mean we're not going to have pain. It doesn't mean there aren't going to be stresses and strains. But we approach that scenario with an attitude of faith in God that says, Lord, you delivered me from this and this. As David said, you gave into my hands the lion and the bear. You will also give into my hands this uncircumcised Philistine. Lord, you have done this already. And it took a whole lot longer than I wanted, but you did it. And now I can believe you for this which is ahead of me. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. Finally, when should we give thanks to God? I believe we should thank God for our daily bread. Very simple thing. Very simple thing. But First Timothy 4 says this. Everything created by God is good. And nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. We really do need to not just say God is the source of everything, but believe that he is. Yes? When you pause before you eat a meal and say, Lord, thank you for providing this food. Here's my top tip. Don't just say it, believe it as well. That God, God didn't show up with a group of angels and cook you a meal. But God has provided the strength, the finance, the resource, the skill to put that chili con carne on your table with. Yes? And if God had not put the money in your pocket, you wouldn't have such food as that. You say, well, I went out and worked for it. God gave you the strength to go work for it. Everything goes back to him. There are many Christian traditions that maybe are just that, traditions. But one Christian tradition should never leave our lives the giving of thanks before food. I encourage you to truly do that. Sometimes I've had so much to eat, I want to give thanks before the pudding comes. Have you ever had that? I had that this week on Wednesday night. We went out, we had something to eat. By the time the pudding came, I thought, I feel so full. I think we should give thanks again. How long does the giving of thanks last for? The rest of the evening or just one hour? But it's wonderful. We should be thankful. There's so much to be thankful for. And I want to encourage you. Nothing is to be rejected. Everything created by God is good. But everything must be received with gratitude. Have you got a job of you? Thank God. You got some health? Thank God. You got some money in your pocket? The wow ladies are saying, thank God. You got some strength in you? Thank God. Have you got a testimony? God's goodness? Thank God. Thank God. 
Thank God. Hallelujah. God is good. It's not always possible to be extra cheerful. But it's always possible to be grateful. Because that's an attitude of heart. I am glad of my life. I am glad of the things God has done. Would I like everything? Would I have chosen everything? No. But I am glad. I am glad. John 6 verse 11. Jesus took the loaves when he had given thanks. He distributed to those who were seated. He, he gave thanks. Last year my dear mum passed away. And I've had a strange struggle about my, my mum. Because every time I think about my mum, all I can feel is glad. And sometimes I have a word with myself, you know, like Del Boy and Rodney used to do. Have a word with yourself, Rodney. But sometimes I have a word with myself. Why aren't you sad about the death of your mum? Now, of course, you talk to Jane, she'll tell you, I certainly am. I certainly am. But yet, but yet, the overwhelming sense within me. When I think about losing my mum, which is the worst thing perhaps ever happened to me, maybe. And many of you will know that similar experiences, losing people. Actually, all I can feel is gratitude that she was in my life at all. You know? that wonderful? Sometimes I, I want to try, I can feel emotional about it, but I can't feel sad. Sometimes I guess I do. But I, I, want, to, I want to feel sad about mum. I can't feel sad. I can only feel glad. I can only feel gratitude. Because although that wonderful thing isn't in my life anymore, for a time it was. Thank God. Thank God. So I want to encourage you, even in life, when the very thing you cherish is taken away, you can be mad with God or you can be glad with God. The Lord gives. The Lord takes away. But what's the next line? But blessed be the name of the Lord. It's from the book of Job. So I want to ask you today, how glad are you about your own life. If you're going through a, a tough time, we're not making light of that. We know what that's like. But hear me today. Don't park in the tunnel. Sing your way out of it. Don't park in the cave. But dance your way out of it. Because God has always and always will be good to you. Thank you for listening and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.